Very special intro uh, from the man uh, just barely grasping the life. He's slim. He's the host of the Paper Keg Show, episode 242. Welcome back. Uh, paperkeg.com. Three dear friends get together to talk about a book that they read. Maybe an SNES game. Sega Genesis. You ever heard of those things? Live. Listen, I mean, listen to this. Green jelly music. Guys. Uh, book club this week. Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. 14-part crossover. The crossover that... When, you know, when, when reading, you thought it would never end. Uh, save it for the show. We have three hosts this week. Three living hosts. VP of merch. He got that show post up today. Big day. Super proud. Uh, you know, he runs the back end of this show, the servers. He's configured him. He's ordering the shirts, you know, two years ago when we did shirts. Welcome back, Dale. Yeah, it's great to be back, you know, in all my facets of trying to, uh, you know, do my part to contribute to the Paper Keg Radio Syndicate. Here I am, fresh off of, uh, you know, uh, reading 14 issues of Maximum Carnage, uh, high on a, a blood pressure headache right now. Um, what else What else can I go through? The myriad of, of things. Well, I could have an opener if I had just thought of one instead of running down here and maybe spraying some bleach spray on a little uh, puddle of cat pee in the corner while uh, I let my computer boot up. Yeah, my laptop. Life is just a honeycomb of suburban male experiences. A honeycomb. Resetting my uh, wireless network extender for uh, the umpteenth time today. Piece of S. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's been happening to me, Dale? People ask me about my uh, gigahertz networks. My two gigahertz mm-hmm. network, two gig. yeah, it uh, it like shuts off. So my five gigahertz network works fine. Oh, geez, but not all of your devices are on the five gig no, network, right? They're not. They're really not. <laughs> Man, this is how they get you. It's the kind of suburban talk. Yeah, you know, I can picture Dale walking over to that cat pee, doing his like, oh yeah. It's my job to do this, isn't it, everybody upstairs? Oh, everyone else is asleep. It's my job. Sprays it. Sprays it. Then cleans up. Sprays it. Leaves it there just as a lesson. I'll just leave the bleachy spray there, and hopefully I pass out from the fumes of the cat pee ammonia and the bleach spray intermixing as I look at the bottom of my slipper that doesn't really have, like, hard base. It's like a cloth base slipper. But it's wet from something. I don't know. But you know I got to rub my finger across it and smell it because that's my craziness. All right? That's my uh, burden to bear as I'm waiting for my internet to come back up. Because the stupid damn uh, network extender has to be reset. Everybody runs around like a chicken with their head cut off because the internet's down. Like it's my, it's my internet. It's my infrastructure. It's my fault that this internet uh, it, wireless network extender goes down. But if I put the wireless router uh, where it needs to be, guess where I'd have to be running between three floors when I have to reboot my entire infrastructure when Scotty Young's on the show or ev- just about every other day. Huh? Maximum Carnage Book Club this week. <laughs> Let's just pray to uh, 
you know, pray my, whatever. My, I, if you see uh, blood trickling down the side of my face under my earphones here, guys, tonight, it's because you know the blood pressure got a little too high tonight, and you're probably going to have to call my wife. She's on her way home from Philadelphia right now <sighs> eat, uh, from a nice dinner. You're going to have to call her and probably call 911. I would think I'm your just... nose before your ear. I mean, otherwise, perfect. I mean, good points. The whole I mean, rant. Brain, but... brain deaf. You know, maybe would hit first. I don't know how this cat pee kind of stuff works. Really, could be anything. We do have we do have one. I, more tell, host. I tell you how it does work is the sucker doesn't get rid of the culprits. That's what the sucker does. He just puts up with it. Welcome back to the one, flap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> one final sucker left on the show. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. Doctor Pepper aficionado. <laughs> You know, people ask what their favorite soda pop is. It's Dr. Pepper. Or maybe Diet Dr. Pepper. I don't know. You'd have to tell us. But welcome back. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You know, I thought, uh, I think uh, seven years with Twitter uh, this year, I would think maybe my more popular tweets were, you know, my son's birth, my second son's birth, my marriage. Nope. Uh, getting really trending those faves with these doc, Diet Dr. Uh, Dr. Pepper tweets. They're just through the through the roof. Yeah. Now I appreciate everyone who's been with me. It just appreciates the heck out of a uh, diet Dr. Pepper. Well, that's more some more or less what like the Twitter crowd wants, right? Twitter crowd, the Tumblr crowd. Yeah, like, I, I got to give them what they want. Stuff. I mean, yeah. And they're saying, Jonesy, you know, f your health. We want to hear more stooge quality tweets about you know soda pop. Did they say f your health though? I mean, ge- implied by the character count. Jonesy I think. Im- implied reading into things. <laughs> I think that's any time you try to read into something, someone's saying "f you," Jonesy. That's usually the end result. It's, I try to imagine that in anybody's tone of voice, they could end anything they say to me with "you dumb bastard," "you crumbum." There you go. Now, Daredevil season two out on our on our set top boxes. <sighs> Batman versus Superman out. The reviews are in. It's a hit. Mm. What about Daredevil? Have you guys seen uh, Daredevil season two? How far into it are you? What's the status? Personally, I'm seven episodes in. Wow. And I am wow. hooked like cocaine. Oh, uh, it's uh, Frank Castle slash John Bernthal. Oh, my, like, guys, you if you haven't watched. Better than Dolph? Get, Can we be frank with I each mean, other, that's the no pinnacle of Punisher dumb, so like that that can't even enter into my mind when ranking the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, get the last ha- half of season two at, or season one out of your mind, flush it down the to- the toilet, and start fresh with season two. I mean, it hits the ground running. Spoilers: the uh, love triangle w- is hot, getting hot. Sweet songs of pain, the wise, 
Now, who's the love triangle? Is it is it the drug addict Karen Page? Is she, is she addicted to drugs in season two uh, yet? Not as yet. Murder? Seven episodes in, she has not started to hit the pipe, as the kids oh. say. Wow. Uh, however, uh, you know, Electra comes back to town. And, uh, you know, Matt is on the cusp of something with Karen. And, uh, man, a lot of duality going on mm-hmm. uh, seven episodes in. This, uh, listen, Must just be. get into Daredevil season two. Don't even feel like you need to finish season one. You don't. I honestly didn't want him to get with Karen Page. I wanted him with Night Nurse. You, listen, listen oh, you yeah. listen I to me, friends. My Lord. I mean, it, it's set up. Yeah. Right there for you. I mean, could you imagine, like, the way he deeply breathes through his mouth when he's cut in the ribs? Like, can you imagine his, like, sensual lovemaking? <laughs> I mean. So, am I the only one on the show that started? I assume I am. I have not started yeah, season no, two. I, right I'm, I'm, I'm letting it simmer it. there. It's going to be there when I can get to it. Thank God for Netflix. I am going I to call it right now. That at this time, so March 23rd, by my birthday, July the 16th, you two will have not watched a single episode. Oh my gosh, Well, I mean, seven episodes in, if he's not taking Night Nurse out for ice cream, what's the point? Exactly. So, you know, just if you could, just never watch it. And just, I'll, I'll, I'll come over to your house and watch for you. We're not going to fall for any kind of reverse Jonesy Dr. Pepper psychology right now. I mean, we're see right through. Dr. Pepper pop psychologist. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, oh I've been uh, watching the show Love on Netflix. Pretty good. It's got the underscore reco. Um, I recommend it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Finished the it. Under, throwing out the underscore Reco <laughs> on Twitter, like you know, it's a well-known thing. You tweeted that tweet out. I was like, "What is going on? It's a picture. Is this an album? What's a Reco?" And I had to yeah, dig sure. deep. Yeah, you had it. to dig deep. You had to be like the one with the most followers. Had to like dime me out hardest, make I me look like a putz not. when I'm trying to find myself and my identity online. <laughs> trying to make something. What if he's just t- <laughs> trying to establish himself as a brand? You know? I gotta start soon. And I'm you gotta under dead soon. No, that's the that's the problem with today's society. If we can break it down to brass tacks, people want to be brands, and brands want to be people. I think that's a problem in our society. If yep. I can be honest with you, I, I, I think if everybody would. took a step back and kind of like leveled their equilibrium, been listening to yeah. this audiobook by Graham Nash, uh, also the underscore rec, the underscore reco. Could, could uh, I because it's very interject good. with with an important bulletin. Jensen doesn't give two craps uh, about whatever Dale was about to recommend. At, at Slim, 2,558 followers. Dale underscore A, 637 followers. Jensen Gold's Beer, 397 followers? <laughs> Jensen, you tweet like once a month, and when you do tweet, it's about yeah. Dr. Pepper or it's a time hop. Listen, it's not like, about a fave. I'm not a fave junkie. You know, I'm not, you I'm not looking, at, I'm not right looking at analytics or whatever. <laughs> the numbers mean nothing to me. The Fave Brothers coming to a town near you. Hey, it's something <laughs> we're working on, all right? We need to, you know, this carnage is not the carnage right. we need to get into right now. The social carnage. If we could just real quick, right before we move on, I would recommend uh, 
Jonesy loves beer on Twitter. It's got the underscore reco. <laughs> <laughs> Brand management yeah. underscore. Oh boy, boy howdy! Uh, Fourteen parts a crossover. Felt Maximum like Carnage in Spider Man, nineteen ninety three. Nearly four hundred pages. Set the stage, Jonesy. What is what's going on in the world of Spider Man at this point? What's going on in your life? And and, and bring us there, please. So do you want my life or do you want Maximum Carnage? I mean, I, mean, I assume they weren't mutually exclusive. Man, somehow, could I intertwine them somehow? Uh, <laughs> how you say? All right, so Maximum Carnage. Uh, as we all may or may not know, Cletus Cassidy is Carnage. He obtained uh, a piece of the symbiote that created Venom. So I guess uh, it uh, asexually reproduced a symbiote, and uh, this wacko, uh, analogous to like Hannibal Lecter, you know, he's uh, he's in the uh, hand truck, the human hand truck that they cart the most dangerous of villains on, and uh, uh, previously unknown to me, I had to hit the wiki because I had no idea where the symbiote came from, but previous to Maximum Carnage, uh, the, he had been robbed of the symbiote, but he had somehow mutated a copy of it that he was able to use uh, in this story arc. So someone's going to need to explain that to me uh, at some point. So he breaks out. He becomes Carnage. And whilst this is going on, uh, our dear Peter Parker is laying to rest his lifelong friend, Harry Osborn. Him and MJ are having some obvious marital trouble. You know, she's like, why do you have to be Spider-Man all the time? And he's like, you know, power and responsibility. And she's like, let's take a two-week break where you're not Spider-Man. And he's like, done. I'm going to go get some Chinese food. And about, caught right, five or six minutes into his walk into the Chinese food, uh, Carnage uh, just like rips a hole through New York City. So, you know, I think somewhere MJ is like, don't forget, don't be Spider-Man. But before the end can come out, he's like web-slinging his way to fight Carnage. And what follows uh, is basically Maximum Carnage, the video game. It's like characters walking through play settings, having what feels like a continuous karate fight (laughs) for like, 12 issues till you get to the climax. And I don't, I say that with the utmost joy. I don't say that at all being, uh, you know, cynical. It's great 1990s, action oriented, perfectly drawn, biceps, triceps, beat em up comic books. Uh, and essentially, it's like the hush of Spider Man. Every villain. Gets their heyday. You got tons of cameos. You got Black Cat for a couple issues. Uh, Dale's favorite, Iron Fist, is in uh, the third act. You have Captain America basically saving the day, proving that even in your title, Cap is the number one hero. Uh, Just an amazing, raucous, if I can use that word, raucous, rowdy, rambunctious trip through the Marvel U that I think solidified Carnage as a lot of people's favorite character, even though I think Venom is widely lauded as the comic book character of the 90s. I think mm-hmm. Carnage holds uh, 
<laughs> what is our? Yeah. What is this? Meet <laughs> no, them in f- the silence. Is what is the screenshot of? Is this that, from the book? I am holding. I'm replaced my Google Hangouts avatar with that of Iron Fist's feet in one. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly forgot that was him. I thought that was a woman. Kung Fu slippers. <laughs> and uh, you guys are going to have to watch, bear it with me. There's an amazing life, death, and rebirth of Dagger from Cloak and Dagger who are somehow portrayed in this run as the two most important superheroes <laughs> in Manhattan. Um, just awesome. I think this even helped debut Spider-Man Unlimited as like the ninth flagship title of the Spider-Man family during the 90s. Listen, it's fantastic. It's maximum carnage. I saw a tweet earlier that someone's got the red cartridge and they're going to play it on their Super NES. And I am totally, totally jealous of that person. I think it's it's like AF Malantonio on Twitter. If you want to look on Amazon, AF Malantonio, for that exact cartridge, it's going for like 700 bucks. Now that could be because like some... Right, yeah. And that could be because like some speculator is just trying to get that much out of somebody, but I can't believe that it actually goes for that much. It's ridiculous. There's a lot to, to unpack in these 14 issues. A lot. I mean, but, but it's like all the same stuff. I felt like this could have been a, th- a three issue miniseries told yeah. in three months. Man, it totally could have. There's so much to. You are. So I was totally going to interrupt you when you said there's so much to unpack, but then you said it's all the same stuff. It is, man. And it's like. Totally. It's so, it's so 90s. It is the most 90s. Spider-Man book that you could ever read, I feel like, or superhero book. Yeah, they, like all the cliches are in there. Uh, Carnage frees this shriek female villain psycho character, and they're, you know, they're instantly in love-ish, and an item, and they just banter back and forth every issue about being in love, and it made me feel like I was psychotic just by reading it. It made me physically ill. Whenever they would refer to themselves as family members in in quotes, yeah. Yeah. it was dis it was disturbing. It's not funny. Editorial should have swooped on in at, on the first issue and put a stop to that because there is four hundred pages of it. Every page, <laughs> somebody in the Carnage slash Manson family refers to each other as sweetie, son, mommy, and it's. It makes me awful feeling in my stomach. I feel like in the pitch meeting, someone had just seen like Natural Born Killers the night before and was (laughs) like, I want to do this, but with Spider-Man. And they they really did. Like, I mean, it's 14 issues of the same thing. Like the the carnage, they had, they like the doppelganger from... Infinity Gauntlet Spider-Man, the kind of evil Spider-Man shows up and mm-hmm. Shriek adopts it as like their pet slash child. And Carnage, Carnage's just dialogue was just so grating. I just, I couldn't deal with it. I was like, mm-hmm. in the 90s, this was probably the hottest S ever. And now as like a 33-year-old man, I was like, what is going on? I can't even deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Now I couldn't 
I can't. I mean, I just, I just, it's fourteen issues, guys, and nothing <laughs> happened. And you're right, Carnage just talks. And like, what's the point? This is like, we're. I'm. I'm going to open up the Snyder Joker can real quick. Okay, like, it's it. heavily implied that Carnage and his family is either like the first half of the book they're just murdering everybody, and then the second half they're inciting like cross level just rage in people so rather than just kill them they're just inciting people to fight each other and fight Mm -hmm. the system (laughs) but he does it with nothing carnage says nothing to these people to inspire rage to inspire the mother of two to throw her kids off the top of the building god that was terrible that was so brutal well shriek technically shriek caused the anger and the rage yeah but that scene since you brought up specifically like she makes all these New Yorkers just want to kill each other. And then there's a scene on a rooftop where her mother is about to throw these her two toddlers off a roof. And this is corny scene where all the superheroes talk these people out of it. And like, you're good people, don't do it. Yeah, and the yeah. mother like comes to her senses. If you were a mother and you realized you just dangled your kids off a roof, you were about to murder them, I would, I'm not sure if I could recover from that. Ever. I would be so like mentally destroyed at the mm-hmm. thought that that was this close to happening. She probably was addicted to drugs the next scene after that. I, I don't want to bring us up out of this shame spiral, but <laughs> did anyone think it was hilarious and not at all subtext when the basically the uh, do ex machina was Tony Stark's love gun? <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was really tough to handle. And it's so strange because the first half of the book... Thousands are murdered. Thousands. Like, it's so much so that, and Manhattan is not declared some sort of martial law, stay in your house. Like, this is, thousands are murdered, let's get Mary Jane to the nightclub opening to be (laughs) dancing. So, before we talk about how much of a bee that, that Mary Jane was this entire run, I love how, like, the Avengers send Cap and they think that's clearly all they need. Like and then we send him dead. until like issue ten. It's, yeah, it's like like where it's like were issue you? Issue eight or nine. I mean, hundreds, thousands of people in the island of Manhattan are dead. <laughs> They're dead because that's and, and, what they do. They just went through killing people. Uh, yeah, and how many times uh, can Mary Jane? Like, I'm sure every you know I understand it, but how many times can Mary Jane and Peter debate? the validity of him being Spider-Man before you're like, okay, we get, you know, guys, yeah. this, you just I have mean, to deal with it now. You're in it. Like, the, and the entire time, like, MJ is like, lighting her new cigarette with her old cigarettes, but, like, she is just constantly chain smoking in this She did not, show. she looked, she looked like she was in bad shape. The first yeah, scene where she's she smoking did. that cigarette, like, they nailed it. Like, she's in a bad way in this relationship. <laughs> yes, yeah. When she's I, at the dance-off and she goes, I'm looking for a couple guys with loose hips yeah, and loose lips or whatever it was like, what it was? It was it was implied that me. she was looking for a good time, whether that be dancing or otherwise that night. Sexually, we both got mm-hmm. yeah, we all got. Well, that, I wasn't right? I wasn't yeah. going to say sexually, but if that's what you're putting down, yeah, she was looking for some that night, <laughs> clearly, and it it was I mean it was just weird and like this is the, I mean ultimately it's the problem it was probably the problem with Mary Jane the whole time and that's why they kind of like reverse things with the marriage and stuff because I mean I don't know I'm not entirely sure 
how long the span of maximum carnage takes place. It seems like days that he's getting away with murder and nobody's doing anything about it because the amount of times that Spider-Man has to go back to the apartment and talk with MJ about being Spider-Man was kind of like... Like, did she even think for a second, how many lives am I costing by berating my husband about being Spider-Man? He should have been like, Mary Jane... 30 people just died because I had to come right. here and talk to you about this. Right. How does that make you feel? I mean, this is this is a this book portrays women in the worst possible light. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right that it doesn't hold up at all as as her being I mean, it, it she's like a successful actress model, but anytime she's used, she's at home on the couch, you know, drinking a coffee, smoking a cigarette, just being so depressed that Peter is Mm-hmm. Risking his life. I just wanted one frame of her. Like, I can't really focus on you right now, Peter. I have my entire multi-million-dollar career to manage. Mm-hmm. But no, no, it's perfectly fine for, in a house coat for eight issues. The I, and I was thinking about this book. The whole thing that I would I would come back to that did this kind of discussion way better was Craven's Last Hunt with that scene Ooh, on yeah. the windowsill, and all it took was that. One. It took three panels, mm-hmm. and you told the story, and you were done. You didn't need to do it for eight issues. How about otherwise. that cover of Craven's Last Hunt? Can we get there? God, can we get God there? Help us. The um, there was a few other bits. Like the first half, maybe like halfway into the series, the editors were like, "We needed might take this down a notch. I think we might have killed too many people." And then mm-hmm. they she the shriek becomes kind of the main villain in the last half of the series. Oddly. And Carnage goes on his own to try to torture Venom, which felt like a really gruesome torture scene. It lasted for a while, and I felt bad for Venom because the heroes came into the Statue of Liberty head or the the hand to save him, and they failed like twice. And he was still there for like three more issues getting tortured. Uh, not, only th- not only that, they took a beat to regroup at like Captain America's mobile headquarters, and they were just like talking over the situation, and we're like, yo... Uh, Eddie Brock is still dangling up by a meat hook mm-hmm. for what has got to be <laughs> 60 hours. And that that particular, uh, that was a splash page. That was two pages as one big picture. And that particular scene got me because Spider-Man is just totally like hanging and having his feet like all over LCD screens and computer equipment. Like they just, <laughs> they like drew... Mark Bagley or whoever the artist was in that scene like drew the mobile headquarters with nothing but computer walls and then drew Spider-Man on top of it. And he's just like standing on keyboards. And, like he can't just stand. He can't stand there next to Captain Spider-Man America. can't stand. And is Captain America remotely qualified to operate any of that equipment? I mean, technically he, what was his one line? Uh, someone was hacking into the Avengers computer and Spider-Man's like, Hold on, Cap. I know a few things about bugs. <laughs> right. And then there was like a wink, a little wink scene, and then he explained what kind of hacking was going on. I did like the biggest eye roll ever. Yeah, come on, Cap. What about uh, what about Iron Fist in this series? You you showed us the screenshot of his his little booties that he had on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. no purpose whatsoever about uh being in this uh in this series. And uh, I even pointed out uh, that the one part where there's like a New Yorker fighting back and he's in a karate gi 
And uh, yeah, like did he just bust out of practice? Yeah, or did he get dressed? <laughs> like, did he get dressed all, in his gi to knockheads? He he's like, I'm gonna walk the streets in this gi, and people will know what I'm all about. And he refers to uh, uh, Iron Fist as Sensei. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank God. Uh, I, I like. I mean, Iron. I like. As much as I dislike the fact that Spider-Man's team was this huge ragtag bunch of Mobius, yeah, like Mor- Morbius, Morbius, the Morbius, uh, constantly reminding us that he's lusting after buckets of blood, but no, he's got to <laughs> stick to the mission. He's got to stick to the plan. Uh, Morbius, Night, Night Watch, Night Hawk, Spawn, not Spawn, not I Spawn. Mean, there, I had to look to see when that character debuted because. It was very Spawn like that oh, character. Yeah, it was it like was... a year, half a year after Spawn came out, he debuted. I it wanna... was like Spawn with different colors. I mean, it was the <laughs> face was exact. I want a side by side pick stitch of Starfire's uniform in this series next to Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel because they were the exact same bodysuit. I want to say just maybe like the gold and the red color scheme were flip flopped. Mm. She she was in an important important scene where they realized that her powers hurt Carnage, and they eventually decided Spider Man and Venom. Like eventually, Spider Man thinks about it for a while, but he's like, "Okay, yeah, you should probably kill Carnage right now with your powers, Firestar." And they do, or like they try to, and then like right before they kill Carnage, Spider Man's like, "Ah, wait, no, stop! I changed my mind." Right. This is oh, wrong. Boy. This is wrong. I'm glad he's not dead yet. He almost was, but I'm glad I got you to pull back on him. That I, this, I think this series, I'm not sure if it was this series or the series right before it where Carnage first showed up, but it solidified Venom as like a really cool character. Because now he's the anti-hero. He's got his own series too. Right? Because now he's gone from just this, you know, the uh, antagonist of Spider-Man to now he's using his dark powers for good. And that was a big 90s thing. You know, vampires who are fighting against their nature to be good. And, uh, you know, mutants are fighting against their nature to be good. Anti-hero. Good. I just like saying good. And they, um, the other thing in the series that, I mean, the cliche I was talking about were the heroes bantering between each other. And I think Black Cat, you know, jokingly called Morbius Morb in one scene like you you know each other so well that you need to abbreviate morbius into morb everybody like, get out of my get out of my face yeah they're like their nicknames for each other were just like this is the dialogue that we're writing here people like you <laughs> can't go the better route for this one i'm tr- I, I would love to i wish i had taken more screenshots but you're right like even the good guy team had weird shortcuts for each other mm-hmm. the uh, the one b- bit that i remembered from i think the hollow foil anniversary cover before this where harry died his little son i think was in the room like when he died so all the scenes that the little son is in he's got this scowling face at peter like he's going to kill Peter at some point. And, it, oh. and he's in this issue, he's in the series like three or four times, and he's always got that face, like, I know, and I'm about to choke you out, Peter. And it's like the, <laughs> the scariest thing ever in this book, and it just always reminded me of that run, of that, that special issue. It's so weird. Uh, so that brings me to my next point. Peter Parker's parents are alive? 
I thought they were they were I mean he was part of the orphan club. They they came back in one of the anniversary issues as like having been kidnapped by the Red Skull. But then like me I think like 30 issues after that they were re- revealed to actually have been life model decoys of their parents who were still dead. Oh. Of his parents. It makes total sense. It really does. Remember the uh the Mark Wade Spider-Man story we reread? It was like rooted in the same vein like his parents were spies that got caught by the Russians, I think. Family business or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the storyline still rings true that they were kind of like spies or something. That that might have held up. Mm. Um, But anything after that, I don't think it's I don't think it's stuck. Because I think that's the same thing that happened with Aunt May when she died, and there's that famous cover of him, you know, holding her dead body and throwing his fist in the air. I think that might have been a life model decoy as well. Mm. Poor poor Peter. Easiest retcon ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, it's, it's weird, like, the, even the bad guy team-ups were just super really random, and I get it, like, maybe there was, um, maybe there was, like, ambitions of a video game behind it, and they wanted to pull these random characters out of nowhere to put in a video game, but... Carrion? Carrion, like, he didn't... He busted, like, he had zero dialogue up until he called Mommy, Mommy. Like, he just crawled out of a, a sewer hole and started killing people <laughs> for carnage, like, d- during all the craziness. Like, and he just started, like, killing. And then in issue 13, he's like, Mommy, uh, you know, maybe we should stop or, or whatever. And Spider-Man's trying to give, like, make you feel sympathy for this dude who had, like, probably the scariest power of them all. He could just kill somebody with a touch. Dale, you repeating the dialogue is unsettling. Right. And I know that you're doing it just to, like, point out a comic book, but if I thought it was creepy on the page, it's even more, like, it gets, it's super creepy is what I'm getting Uh, at. but obviously, I'm saying the family members' names in quotes, as I say. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, no, fake. you're right. It's just, but I now every time you say that, I think back to like this creepy times where he did call her a mommy. Yeah. yeah. How about how about the um, the faux ending where they think they killed Carnage and they like feel the pulse of what they believe Carnage is, and there's no pulse. Why would nobody he, tear the symbiote mask off? I at don't that point? know. I don't know. He shows up later. Waiting for Spider-Man and Venom, and Peter's like, "Oh, that must have been a fake symbiote mask on a victim that he killed." Yeah. Like you dumb dumb, why didn't you check? <laughs> you dummy. And what did they do? Walk away from the corpse and leave it there they in the left park? It there, yeah, they just let the hospital take over from there. Job was there. Done. Needs to be a job in the Marvel U where you just clean up mm-hmm. after like superhero fights. That's and that's like, I think there is actually. That's like how three quarters of the end of the Halloween movies go. They're like, oh, killed Michael Myers. Let's get him in a body bag and put him in the uh, ambulance to the take him to the morgue. Like, let's just assume that it's Michael Myers. Let's not, you know, strap him down because he's not going to come back and kill whoever's going to perform the autopsy. Classic. Don't, don't haven't Myers you seen thing. like all thirteen uh, Halloween movies and know them by heart? Yeah, pretty pretty much all of them. I yeah yeah. What's the most recent one that you watched? 
uh, would have been either Halloween H2O or Halloween Resurrection starring <laughs> your friend of mine, Katie Sackoff. Give love a chance, Katie Sackoff. All we are saying. <laughs> and Demo Goblin. I mean... Boy, oh boy. Demo Demo? Like, the Demo Goblin, the, the last three to four issues of the book like just totally spun into like 90s let's just make string like this theory together and make it work like the love gun like let's let's deathlock's gonna hold it yeah deathlock's gonna hold this gun and we're putting all of our positive energies to it and it's reverting it's like it's it's reversing it's like what it's like what's this gun doing and how's it hurting everybody all affecting them all the same way it's made by tony stark it's future technology, Dale. Duh. No, they they never. Tony Stark would never say the word technology. He would always say the word tech. Yeah, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in Marvel Comics. Anything they never say technology. They always say tech. Got my new tech. Love gun. Get out of here, you stink. The <laughs> the love gun. That, that feels like this. You know what we said? It's like a one eighty. Like thousands of people died in the first half. In the second half, it's about people having their emotions change and then they literally use a positive energy gun to, right. to nearly save the day. Right. Like is if that... you're the Avengers, just beam that all over the planet all the time. That's a yeah. good, good idea. You know what I mean? Just I, have, have the, d- the Stark tech satellites right. be like broadband waving that S all over the place. If Deathlock is the only one that can hold it because he's part computer, then fine. You know, let He's him do a squirrely it. looking dude too. The, the, some some pictures of his face, he looks like a raise, like a shriveled up. Yes, raisin. yeah, he looked like Carrion had his way with Deathlock. <laughs> like he is shriveled. Carrion used his love gun. <laughs> oh, I mean, boy. and the like, how Deathlock became involved in the first place, and then how he was just left for. Cyber dead until Iron Fist of all people picks him up. Like I could understand Iron Fist in the story, but like, what's he doing? Like I can't nursing Deathlock back to health. And I, I mean, I love this. I love it than a story for nostalgia's sake because I have all these issues and they're like burned into my brain. The covers of them, but my God, I guess maybe this is the first time I've read it since I've read it. I don't think in fourteen issues did one time Iron Fist employ the Iron Fist. Yeah, no, that's true. It's, it's not. It's about not employing violence, Jonesy. I guess that's what it's all about. Also, how about Spider-Man like giving up a hundred times during the series too? He he was really not very confident. He's like, I can't do this anymore. This is it. Mm-hmm. What am I doing here? I have a family. <laughs> like, come on, Pete. Yeah, you're a superhero. Yeah. You've been doing this for a few years, bud. And it's and it was and it got so tiring because it was fourteen issues long. So they constantly had to have him like questioning what he was doing and stuff. But it was fourteen issues long. Like by the end, you're just sick of Peter. Like you can understand Peter Parker questioning what he's doing in every playing the part battle. of the audience at that point. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, after fourteen issues, it's like. It's it was like he's an RPG and he had to go back to his house every and like rest for two hours. He had to grind it out. I better get Level back, up. Uh, rest up my ribs for let my spider healing catch up for oh, two hours. Yeah, he never people, had a healing factor. Am I right in saying that? 
uh, I think he had like slightly accelerated healing, but man, he really complained about those broken ribs for, for what seemed a good like two hundred pages. Also, I thought that cloak and dagger healed the ribs in like issue one. Remember, they did this kind of weird like spell mm. on his yeah. ribs. Cloak and, and dagger, the two most about. powerful superheroes in the Marvel U. Cloak and dagger. They're one of your your least favorite superheroes, are they not? Chelsea, Cloak I, and dagger. I actually know little to nothing about them except that. I would ask myself, if these two are so powerful, why are they not in the star of every team book that Marvel has? They were in uh, House of M. Remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> we like literally read that book a month and a half. No, I don't remember. <laughs> no, no, no. Nope. Oh boy, maximum carnage, folks. I mean, it's it's. It's there. It always have a piece of my heart. Um, Cue up. Yeah, I think it's pretty that much band. revered. This, this, I mean, we could say that about all those image titles too. It's still going to be revered by the people who read it when it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there. <laughs> Cover quote from Dale and it's like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's there. It's there. <laughs> I mean, ellipsis. It's there. <laughs> Maximum Carnage. We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Dale and I are going to take turns reading them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. You shoot us a letter with my radar on the era. I mean, even when you tell us not to read it, we're going to read it on the era. Uh, this first letter comes to us from dear friend of the show, Paul Puck. Uh, he writes, good day, my podcast friends. To quote a fish called Wanda, I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. I finished reading DC's Convergence a day or two after my last letter to the keg. And who did I cringe when I heard you read my letter saying I thought it might be better than Marvel Secret Wars? <laughs> wow. Was I wrong? Wow. It started off with a lot of promise and just fell flat like (laughs) (laughs) Flacido Domingo singing (laughs) hip-hop. I reread Secret Wars and it is even better on a second read-through. I guess I owe Marvel an apology, too. Uh, For a reader uh, lightning round, uh, I'll give Lock and Key Master Edition Volume 1 a try. If you toss The Goonies, The Lost Boys, and The Shining into a blender... Give it a good mix and then pour it into a gorgeous hardcover book. You might just have Lock and Key Master Edition. The art and story meld into a perfect mix that leaves you wanting to read just one more issue before turning off the lights for bed or maybe just sleep with the lights on and I won't judge you. Those are like two day length lightning round sentences. Uh, Keep on doing the voodoo that you do, Paul Puck. Thank you so much for the letter. And I apologize, I don't know the fish called Wanda quote, so I couldn't give it that inflection you were probably hoping for. I should have read these ahead of time and, and YouTubed the quote. Uh, once again, showing my classless non-dedication <laughs> to this show. Uh, thank you, Paul Puck, for that. It's always a pleasure to hear when you write in. And uh, we forgive you for writing about Convergence. We didn't even read it. so Because it was garbage. Uh, next up, listener lightning round by at Dirk Feelgood on Twitter. Which is 
book one by Snyder Jock at Hollingsworth. Uh, this fantastic book is actually more about being a parent than it is about scary, weird-looking creatures that eat you. But it also has them in it, too. This is what happens when three creators perfectly match each other's style and produce something incredibly personal and creepy. Great. Also, that was his lightning round. Thank you. Hold also, on. a lightning... Let me preface. The first ever appearance on this program, 242 episodes, a listener lightning round rebuttal. Mark it down on the paper keg calendar of life. I'm not sure if we can really confirm what Jonesy just said, but we're just going to go with it See, right now. since no one will out-research me, this <laughs> is a true thing. Also, a, a lightning round rebuttal from last week and the at top five bananas review of the wicked and the divine wickediv as they say on on twitter and tumblr i think that the first book suffers from a really dreadful issue halfway through i only managed to get past that thanks to the beautiful McKelvey art but once i did i was rewarded rewarded with a very enjoyable read book two guys is top notch there's that mm. book two syndrome again that's from uh, your favorite champion and mine Dirk feel good on the Twitter. Mm. Our final letter uh, from the aforementioned at five uh, top five bananas. He writes in a listener lightning round. Uh, it just makes me feel so good. Preacher book two. The chaos continues as Jesse's search for answers leads them from New York to Los Angeles and finally to France. This book is deserving of the same paper cake treatment as Astonishing X Men. And Saga of the Swamp Thing. Wow. Wow. Heard it here. Highest first. possible. My phone just went right into Night Watch and scared the living S out of me. Uh, highest possible paper keg recommendation from a listener uh, lightning round. Uh, should we put it to vote privately? All fair? Should we preacher the S out of this thing? Who knows? Mm. We certainly don't. It's high praise. I'm not sure how to react right now. Super after that. high praise. Top five bananas. Thank you for your lightning rounds. Keep them coming, man. Keep reading along with us. Appreciate you doing it. Top five bananas. Close to having <laughs> his own segment on the show. Like super close. He's got a listener lightning round every week, and I love reading them. I love it. Jonesy giving away segments on the show to people. You know, you know what people ask me? No one's ever done a rebuttal before. And Who knows it, what's can, going on here? It just present your proof right now that someone else has done it before. That's all I'm saying. Jones, you present proof to me that nobody's done it before. I just did. I just declared that the first one. That's proof in its own right. Uh, A lot of shenanigans happen right now. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else, folks, can you get this level. Next week, I'm not sure if we've confirmed... Maybe it's Preacher. Maybe it's one of the most regaled X-Men events of all time. Who knows? Stay tuned. We'll see everybody next week.
Slim, I just want to thank you for staying alive uh, for the last hour. Uh, your pallor is approaching my level of transparency, and I'm frightened for you. You know, this Kalaska house is a den of sickness right now. You need to be hitting all of those doorknobs with Lysol, friend. This could be it for me. Might be. I mean, by by the uh, the selfies your wife is taking, you it does not bode well. It's going to be a weekend from H E L L. Yeah, no no Easter celebration for us. Nope. Going to throw some eggs in my backyard. Just gonna have James pick them up at the recuperate. James, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> this one's filled with mucus. We're all fine here. We're all good. Fine, family's fine. So maximum carnage. The only thing, and, and I wish we could have had the opportunity to play it for this episode, but the only thing I remember is how awesome it was that you could pick Venom as a playable character. Oh, yeah. How B.A. was he in 16-bit, man? And then all, amazing. All I can remember is like uh, walking the streets of Manhattan, beating up thugs, and then walking diagonally, and thinking that walking diagonally in a video game was the next big thing. That's it. You can't top that. Because it really can't. There's, there's a um, Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage walkthrough. It's an hour long on YouTube right now. Cool. My God. Dude. Let's just, can we put that on the line in and just watch the whole thing and uh, comment on it as <laughs> as we go? Hold on, I got to watch this Geico ad real quick. For Patreon backers only, the uh, director's commentary of uh, Could be like MST3K. Maximum Carnage walkthrough. Half of it's going to be like, oh, get him. Wow. That sounded raw. That cough was just edited out for anyone that's listening. Like your Mm -hmm. throat had started to close up mid-hack. We're all going to make it. We'll be fine. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine. The the intros to Maximum Carnage are just the artwork from the book, kind of, you know, 16-bit-ized. Or whatever bit this was. Which was cool. And everybody's in it, which is cool. And some Even Jenji's Cloak and Dagger, his favorite character is Morb. I mean, Cloak and, Cloak and Dagger, possibly the two most, I mean, uh, like the Phoenix and then Cloak and Dagger as the most powerful beings in the Marvel U. <laughs> sure, yeah. Did you get the feeling that they loved each other, but they couldn't explore that in the book? Maybe they couldn't like physically. Like some kind of love there. Like maybe this couldn't happen. No, no one is James doing, James is doing with his hands that just we can't describe. It's almost great. I'm just saying almost because they, they, were, they were both <laughs> ephemeral. You know, they couldn't. There's a love you know. there that we just can't quantify yet. Siri, of, give me the backstory between Cloak and Dagger's for, uh, Forbidden Love. Uh, she didn't get any of that. No, she all she got was uh, here's what I have for uh, daggers sold locally at Lowe's. What's interesting is in this game, it's there's a there's a huge diversification of the thugs that Spider Man is beating up. There's white man in trench coat, black boy in high tops, white woman in gym shorts. Get I'm, in there. It's getting nutty. Back to uh, the worst portrayal of women. In recent memory, beating yeah, up random women in the street. <laughs> yeah, they were shorts. A lot of guys in trench coats. There's a boy. This is a beat 'em up. 
I've been fast forwarded and I feel like nothing has happened. This is like final fight. 15 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly what this with a green jelly doing the 16 bit soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot. Like it was this game than... and Earthworm Jim, I think, were like oh. super popular. Remember that? Earthworm Jim? Oh. Yeah. Remember the humor, like the subtle humor in Earthworm Jim? Amazing. Game was great. I loved how all those games you'd like let the controller sit for a few seconds and they did something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Oh, God, so good. Let's go start an Earthworm Gym podcast. <laughs> oh my God, let's do it. Let's think of something funny. Earthworm Slim and friends. <laughs> Jesus, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> how about the cloak and daggers names seem to be Ty and Tandy? I love Tandy. I love Tandy as a name. I mean, I wonder what their relationship was. Yeah, I'm sure we can look it up on Wiki, but let's just guess. Yeah, I feel like uh, speculation might be better than the truth. I'm saying uh, Starcross couple, carnal love. They were about to share their first kiss when uh, radiation of some sort bouncing off a street lamp made them one shadow, one light. And they forever desire to have the first kiss, but they can't ever have it. Some kind of radiation off a street lamp. Two people kissing, cloak and dagger. Almost kissing. Almost lips, almost touching. Because, and then Shriek kills Tandy to the point where she turns into just shreds of pure light and hides in cloak, cloak's cloak until she can... T-1000 ooze herself back together light style. Question, can Cloak and Dagger assume any kind of physical form? I don't think so, Joseph, but you're asking, I don't know. Didn't, uh, wasn't the backstory of Shriek actually that Cloak created her? Wasn't that revealed in like issue 10 or 11? Oh man, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he like imprisoned her in his dark place. (laughs) Oh God. Mm -hmm. She was just, you know, looking to score. She was a roadie. She was a, uh, you she know, like a, a groupie. Hits. She had heard yep. about Tony Stark's love gun. And, you know, she wanted to find out more. Hmm. Venom can headbutt people in this game. Yeah, that's right. Symbiote headbutt him. Symbiote. Gotta think in a more modern game, like, he could be standing there and his symbiote scraps would just start to flare up. You know what I mean? Yeah, just if you didn't touch the controller. Right. This game looks really boring. I'm 49 minutes in, and it's just <sighs> still wa- up thugs. walking and throwing only punches, oh, right? There's, there's carrion, though. Carrion's floating in here at the 50 minute mark. I guess not saying anything, just joining in. <laughs> saying mommy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Demo Goblin ver- and Carrion versus Venom. You know what I really enjoyed? That Venom reboot where Flash Thompson could use the syndicate for like 20 hours to go on like Black Ops missions. That was a good idea. I think he's on like Guardians of the Galaxy now or something. Yeah, there was some like super cool Bendis thing where they finally found out where the symbiotes came from. And the backstory was like because the Venom symbiote had been away for so long, it, it, had, be, it, it had like degraded. And that's what made it bad so like it rejoined the symbiote collective and they fixed it 
and they gave it back to Flash, and they're like, all right, now you, like, we fixed it. Now you can take it back and become, like, the hero you were meant to be, etc. So now he's, I think he's in a title called Venom Space Knight or something like that. That's probably not the title since that's pretty lame, but it's, you know. I think you're right. Oh. Close to it. I mean, it's a great title, guys. That's what I'm saying. But I thought that was cool. It reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know, because it's just based on it. But it was a good idea. I, I, I like the, the um, backstory of this the symbiotes as being like a quasi Green Lantern core. Only instead of a ring, you kind of have this like living thing. thing. Yeah, it was cool. It was neat. Sorry, go ahead. It's fine. My bad. I was gonna say with the Avengers era that this took place in. They're all wearing those little Avengers jackets. I want one of those jackets. That would be ba. It really would be. Yeah. The uh, game's over. Spider-Man won. Nice. Go Spidey. Probably kept to his morals. You know, some monsters stay locked up forever, and their ghosts can't haunt you unless you let them. I learned this by 40 straight minutes of street fighting. It is right from the book. Was he in between Harry and Norman's tombstones? I guess they didn't have the graphical capabilities, so the headstones are all blacked out. You can't see any text Mm. on it. Mm Mm-hmm. The end of Maximum Carnage, or is it? And it was. Decide. Was the end? <laughs> it's only 10 seconds left in the video, so I guess it is the end. Amazing. What a show. So what should we do next week? Should we do the uh, X-Men one, or should we go to, into uh, Preacher? Well, I just I did some interning while uh, we were talking. There is six preacher books, so we have to handle it tactful, ha- tactfully. I mean, we got to space it out, but maybe not do too much, but not do do too little. You know what? What does that mean? We could do maybe one preacher book a month. I don't know. There's a lot of preacher. I mean, that would take us from two forty. Three Jonesy math the two forty nine and then fifty could be a big episode. What are we doing for fifty? I feel like do we do? We already, we already talked about fifty off air. Two fifty. Yeah, the lead up. Yeah, don't let. I mean, hold on. Oh, because now I I remember it. what it is and it's really good. So um, maybe we should. But do, do we do five more issues of or episodes of Preacher in a row? Though we can't, right? Now because then we'll be doing two episodes in a row of something else. Maybe, Jesus. maybe we Jesus. not even close to spoiler territory. Uh, maybe we People should do guess. the People X book, and then that'll buy us a week to think about it. It's true. That is yeah. true. You know, by that time, I'll have passed the baton from my faltering hand <laughs> to you two. It was always our plan to do 242 episodes of a podcast. 